Welcome to Marketing for the Underdog. I'm your host, Amanda Melissa. This podcast is for women coaches, service providers, and entrepreneurs who want to build a strong personal brand online and become the go-to expert in their industry. The show will feature creative entrepreneurs and coaches and their experiences with marketing, mindset, and entrepreneurship. In this episode, I will talk to Paige Mitchell, board-certified coach, motivational speaker and mental health advocate. She helps badass humans craft a lifestyle that supports their values. Hello. Hey. Hi, Paige. How are you? Yes. Can you hear Perfect. me okay? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm in Vegas and it's so weird because I feel like this is definitely the first day that I of this year that's like really cloudy and like raining and windy and I'm like this is so strange because you know it's always sunny here and stuff so I'm kind of uh, like what what's is happening this? Mm-hmm. I know I'm just like what is this weather yeah absolutely oh yucky where are you located again I'm in Denver nice and so you're used to the sun too then <laughs> yeah definitely sometimes it gets you know, our weather is really weird. Sometimes May is kind of like, we had snow a couple weeks ago. Like it's random. Our weather is really weird. So we get kind of these phases of gray, sometimes like fake winter. And then it's just (laughs) like yesterday was just like 75 and beautiful. So I totally feel you though, when it's like really rainy and it like really affects your mood, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Well, um, thank you so much, Paige, for being on this podcast today. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. And um, I love to start these off with like a little icebreaker. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Awesome. So my first question is always, um, what's your favorite wine? And do you like red or white wine? Or maybe you don't like wine? Let me know. (laughs) Oh, man. So I don't like wine. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird that I said that because I usually don't say that. But (laughs) yeah, I am like, I feel really, really um, isolated because everyone loves wine. And it's just something that I never really got into. Um, I'm 30, but I'm hopeful that maybe when I'm a little older, <laughs> I will appreciate it. And um, yeah, so no, I don't really like wine. So I'm sorry. That's a bummer answer. <laughs> no worries. Everyone is different, right? Um, I think it's funny because I mean, like when I would go out and stuff in college, it was mostly like, you know, beer and stuff. And then I was like, Oh, like, I hate this. And I just didn't like the way I felt. So then I started drinking yeah. wine. And then I think that's what made me like, start to like broaden my horizons and like, Oh, my gosh, I love this. Or I love this type of wine, you know. Um, so it's always really fun to like, just hear other people's stories, you know what I mean. Um, so I love that. And who knows, I'd be curious to know if you do like it when as you get older and stuff. So that'd be really fun to to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I would really, you know, my, one of my goals is to move to California. So mm. I would love to like go to a vineyard and like really like, I guess embrace wine as more of like an art, you know, and like mm-hmm. more of like a culture thing versus just like, <laughs> I'm going to just buy a bottle, you know, like, yeah. I, I feel like I want to invest my time and research in it. 
Yeah, no, totally. It's funny that you said that. So I was actually supposed to get married last year at a winery, but it got canceled due to COVID. Right. And so we actually got married in San Diego on the beach. And it was super funny because our original date was May 16, 2020, but obviously it got canceled. And then I was in the Bay Area the lot, pretty much this whole month. I I got back to, Ve- to Vegas on um, Monday, but so the 15th on Saturday was um, I went with my sister and her friends um, to a winery and in the Bay Area and stuff. It's in the Gilbert area, area if anybody's listening and knows. Um, and it's funny because her friends made a reservation and it was the same winery that I was supposed to get wow. married at last year. And oh so my gosh. it's such a weird coincidence, you know, like, you know, they say that when you make plans, God laughs. And I was like, yeah, he was totally laughing at He was yes. like, you're not getting married here, but you're going to be here a year later, almost to the exact date. Oh my gosh. How funny. <laughs> yeah, it was super weird. Um, but anyways, uh, the next question is, are you currently watching anything on Netflix or any streaming services? If not, why or why not? So my partner and I just finished the second season of The Circle. Oh, and (laughs) I'm so obsessed. I love the first season. The Mm -hmm. second season was so juicy, so strategic. We it was um, I won't spoil it for everyone. But like, I was surprised that who won, but I was also happy. Yes, I totally agree. I'm obsessed with the show. Actually, I think I wrote about it in one of my captions uh, last week or so on Instagram. But I totally agree. I'm obsessed with it. And I think it relates so much to, you know, what you and I both do um, in our careers. And it was just super interesting. And I love the show. And I think some people, they're like, oh, this is like dumb. But I I really liked it. You know, I think it, it... definitely um is a really accurate portrayal of like stuff that's happening online and stuff and about authenticity you know catfishing and and so on so if you are listening to this and you haven't watched it yet I would definitely encourage you and I would definitely agree with you Paige that the ending I was kind of like oh no but like at the same time I was happy because I think they deserved it but still Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes agreed (laughs) um the last question is what's your favorite music genre to get hyped to while working from home or you know maybe um if you listen to any other type of you know music and stuff doesn't be have to be hype music um in terms of hype I love electronic dubstep music um when before COVID and everything (laughs) I was always going to concerts um, with my best friends and it's, I'm also a dancer as well. I, I, I do hip hop and jazz. So like dancing's in my blood. Um, but in terms of like hype, like before maybe even a client call, um, I like listening to like electronic, just super upbeat DJ stuff. Um, yeah, it's just really fun to dance to. Oh my goodness. I love that answer. (laughs) Yeah. So my husband is obsessed with, you know, um, concerts. Like he went to EDC like eight years in a row. Oh my gosh. I know. Right. And like, he just went to like every little concert. I'm pretty sure if you named it all, he's been to it. Um, and I think the last thing we went to actually was life is beautiful here in Vegas. I don't know if you went, um, but it was like September, 2019. 
So oh, that was man. the last thing we went to. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I want to go. I want to go to a concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's he's just, like, on that. And I think it's really fun. Like, don't get me wrong. I do love it. But I think I just much more got into it because of him, you know? Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's awesome. But I love hearing that, you know, you um, listen to it, to it before, like, a client call, too, because I'm the same way. Like, I need to, like, get hyped and, like, out of my head and just yes. you know have fun and like with my body and stuff because I feel like it comes more naturally you know like that when the music like hypes you up and stuff versus like just being in your head all the time uh so yeah I love that tip awesome um so we're gonna be diving into more juicy details about today's topic which is how to take the stress out of networking online and I'm excited to talk to you about this because Networking is important for both entrepreneurs and people who are looking for a new career, which is, you know, what I know you help uh, your clients mm-hmm. with. And I know networking has played a huge role in my business in college, and it will continue to be something I will use as I grow my business for sure. So I'm always looking for, you know, networking tips and stuff. And I'm glad to be talking to you about this because, you know, I actually found you on LinkedIn and started yes. talking to you. And I feel like we have this connection now. So uh, I'm super excited for you to share all this gold. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. Let's get started. So uh, first off, can you tell the listeners about what you do, your background story, and why you decided to be in this type of industry? Sure. So since I was a child, I was a very curious person. I love to learn about human behavior. Um, and so my interest like in psychology really deepened as I grew older and I made the decision at like 17, 16 years old to work with people in the mental health field. I really wanted to understand their experience and learn how I could help. I was always that friend who people went to it for advice and um, just trying to always put myself in the other person's shoes was just very natural for me. So I ended up working in the mental health field for probably 10 years. Um, that included, you know, going, getting my bachelor's and my master's in counseling, in addition to working um, at eating disorder hospitals, substance abuse clinics, um, just really getting out there. And unfortunately, with all of that work, I was really burnt out. I was overwhelmed. Um, The work was very draining. And as much as I wanted to be there for other people, Um, I had to take a step back and ask myself, is this really sustainable for my mental health? Because I felt like my own mental health was in jeopardy. I was putting so much of my emotions and um, caring for other people so much that my cup ended up being empty at the end of the day. So after that journey, um, you know, and completing graduate school for counseling and everything, I looked into life coaching and that really resonated with me. Um, because I really, really appreciate how coaches focus on where you are right now and where you want to go. I think when, you know, with therapy, when you get caught up in the trauma, the backstory, um, all of that deep, heavy emotions, I think for me, although I'm trained and I can do that, um, I, I felt more connected with coaching because I'm already working with people who are motivated and ready to take that next level. So um, I switched my focus, um, dedicated my career to coaching and specifically career fulfillment because 
I think the majority of our lives, we are devoted to our jobs, right? That's mainly our focus. And so why not embrace that opportunity and pursue a career that is purposeful and fulfilling um, and really questioning, why am I at this job? Why am I here? What's my purpose? How does this align with what I want to do? So long story short, that's a little bit of background about me and um, really helping clients identify that career fulfillment for themselves. I love this so much um, because I feel like I was just telling one of my clients um, this week, you are your best transformation story. You know, the fact that you went through this um, experience of going through um, your um, journey in therapy or, you know, being in mental health services and stuff. And then you transition to be like, hey, I don't really want to do this. I want to do something else. But it kind of still has the same, Mm -hmm. you know, relevancy and stuff. So I love that you pivoted. And it's like, that's exactly what you help your clients do. You know what I mean? And I think too many times people think that even for your industry and for mine, we they think that uh, they have to have all this expertise and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but the thing is like the fact that you did it alone shows that you can help people um you know with their goals whatever it is you know and so I love that you know you were able to transform like where do you want to go and then Mm -hmm. you did it you know so Thank you. Uh, props to you for sure. And you know, like I said, I I feel like anyone who's listening to this um, doesn't really matter if you're an entrepreneur or looking to um, uh, further your career. Um, it's definitely a matter of like showing up and like making sure that you're doing what you say you're going to be doing, right? So, um, and just keep in mind your 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 best transformation story. So don't think you have to have all this years of expertise and stuff like that. As long as you're one step ahead of somebody, then you're gold. Um, Absolutely. I think people forget how much power they have, how much confidence and strength and skills. And like, that's something I, you know, work with people on as well is, you know, you have natural, natural talents too, right? It's not just what you learned in university. It's not just the online course you took. Um, you, you have all of these skills and talents and abilities. So just by looking on a piece of paper of, oh, I don't know if I qualify, I'm not an expert, like you do have these strengths. It's just how can we get a little creative and really switch gears? Yes, I absolutely love that. You know, I feel like that's the same thing for my clients too. You know, they're like, how am I unique? And I'm like, you are. But it's just a matter of like me going through exercises with them and, you know, talking about it. And, you know, sometimes we are our own wish critic, which is kind of like, I think what you were saying is just like, that's why it's good to work with, you know, either someone like me or someone in your type of industry, because that's how people are able to learn more about themselves because too much they're in their own little box. and they're not uh seeing the whole picture and stuff so I love that um and I feel like we can go on and on about that but let's move on to another question um I know that you know like I said today's topic we're talking about networking um so what's the first reason why it's important to start networking you would say sure so I really wanted to talk about this with you because as a business owner, um, it could be really lonely. And so I had to make that decision of, am I going to work um, on my business all alone? 
or who could be in my support system? Who could I network with and connect with so that I'm not alone? And for me, um, I know this isn't true for a lot of people, but for me, I like networking. I, because I don't really, I guess I view it as this is like an opportunity. It's always a a door. Mm. It's always something that you have no idea how this person that you're connecting with is going to help you down the road or how you're going to make an impact on their life. Right. It doesn't always have to be like a personal selfish gain, but you just Mm -hmm. never know with who you connect with. So I think the word networking um, might sound yucky, but I never viewed it that way. Um, I'm, I'm naturally just a very social person anyway, but with the pandemic, that networking um, mode, that connection, like that focus became so clear and important to me so that I do have a support system. I'm building my professional profile. And another reason, if you're not an entrepreneur or business owner, um, it's just really, that's something I've heard with my clients all the time is the struggle with networking and people don't find it enjoyable. People think it's fake or weird or they just have a lot of feelings about it. So lots of topics. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. Um, you know, just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, um, I think that for networking and stuff, it gets a bad rap, but it's been around forever. You know what I mean? Yes. It's one of the things that has been around for uh, people to grow their business forever. And now it's a matter of, okay, how do I use that on social media? Right. right. Um, and that's kind of how we connected, you know, and I think it's awesome that, you know, you have your own content and, And you're able to show other people like what you do and stuff. And then you're able to see people that are in your industry or maybe the industry that you want to be in if you're looking for a career or something and or looking for to transition your business Mm -hmm. and you're able to network with them. Like, how did they do it? You know, what were tools that they needed, you know, and on social media, I feel like it's actually easier than a lot of people think um, because you can, you know, comment on other people's posts, you know make connections, uh, comment on their Instagram stories or LinkedIn, LinkedIn articles and posts, you know, um, you have to kind of be um, that person to go out there and do it, right? If you mm-hmm. want that, it's not just going to come to you and stuff. And it's like, there's like what the law of recipe, I can never say the word recipe. Yeah. Reciprocity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, if you're interested in somebody, then they're going to be interested in you, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like so many people forget that. Like you can't just expect people to come to you all the time. You know, if you show a little interest in them, they'll be interested in you as well. And I think that's a big takeaway that a lot of people could use. Um, But to go on to my next question, I feel like you kind of touched on this. Um, I feel like when people listen to this, they're going to think, okay, well, you know, it's a lot easier to network as an extrovert than an introvert. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure you always get this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just kind of curious, like, what's your opinion? Do you think it's easier for extroverts? And do you have any tips? Sure. So... I feel like, you know, extroverts can definitely have that upper hand in terms of like, it's natural, or it's not like, we don't, if I'm going to say we like, if I as an extrovert, I don't I think it's not as some like, it's not something I overthink about. 
Like mm-hmm. I just reach out to someone and just do it. And then if no one responds, I move on. Um, versus an introvert, I don't experience, I can't, I can't, I can only assume um, their fear around reaching out in the first place. And so what I would do as a tip um, is just, first of all, challenge yourself. Why am I even reaching out in the first place? Is it to get a job? Is it to make a business relationship? Is it to collaborate? Is it to build my referral list? You know, whatever the reason you want to reach out first, figure that out. And then how can you be the most authentic self when you're reaching out? How can you be genuine and upfront? Um, because the clearer you are on your expectations, um, it's just going to be better received. So if you are sending out a cold message, um, you know, exactly what do you want to say, right? And you can draft, you know, um, some, some templates, if you will, of like, hey, I'm looking to connect with other women in this city or, you know, whatever. Um, but just being really clear of like, my goal is to just meet more local professional women. So I'd love to connect with you, you know, something like that. Um, it doesn't have to be this really complicated um, message. I love that because I, you know, it just made me think about one of my clients. Um, she's, uh, it's funny, because we were doing um, some content and stuff. And she was talking about how you know, she's in um, INFP for my yeah. breaks. If anybody who's listening knows what that is, but it's basically an introvert. Um, and she has like massively expanded her business within like the last year, even though at the beginning of 2020, it was not that uh, picture because of COVID and stuff. Um, but you know, she's also an introvert. And uh, one of the things that I know that I've heard her say is, you know, you just have to have a big why, right? Mm -hmm. Um, For anything, really, like if you're trying to save money, if you're trying to get a new career, if you're trying to start a business, right? And I think once you have that, then there's nobody stopping you, you know? Um, So she doesn't only do social media, you know, content, she's also networking, she's also, you know, doing PR stuff, you know, so she's always, knowing like why she's doing this because she wants to expand her Mm -hmm. business you know and so um I'm pretty sure she doesn't like to do it based off her Myers-Briggs which is Mm -hmm. introvert um but she does it because she has that why and like kind of going back to like what you were saying so I think that's like a really really good tip absolutely I think and I can't speak for introverts and I don't and I don't want to right I want people to say like hey this is why it's hard for me and be a open ear for that I would only like wonder about since social media is behind the screen right mm-hmm. you're yes. how do you show up on screen versus if you were at like a networking event I'm mm-hmm. maybe I don't know if those tips would be different or those anxieties would be different or maybe it doesn't matter maybe um, it's just as hard to do it on the computer. I don't know, but that'd be, I'd be curious to know more about that too, of people that are experiencing those fears. Oh yeah. That's a really good um, topic that you just brought up. Cause honestly, like, I don't even remember the last networking event I went yeah. to in person. 
because of COVID, you know? So I don't even know, like as an extrovert here, I don't even know how I would act because I know that I've been networking a lot on social media. So I, maybe I am a little bit more introverted um, after this year, but I can tell you anyone who's listening, I would definitely say just make sure that you're interested in the other person, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of what Paige was saying is have an intention, you know, why are you reaching out to mm-hmm. them? what's your goal and stuff and you know just comment on people's um posts on their articles youtube videos whatever the case is if that's somebody who you want to be close to because that's who people that's people know those people who are commenting on their things you know and Mm -hmm. that makes you stand out that makes a good conversation starter and then you can transition to like hey you know, um, I wanted to send you this message, you know, kind of like introduce yourself and stuff. And I think that that is a really good way to, um, you know, casually bring it up in an authentic way as well, you know, not going straight for the message, mm-hmm. but kind of showing interest in them as well, you know, so um, if that helps anybody, let me know. But I think that's kind of something that I've been doing lately. And I think that's helped me. And like I said, I I'm an extrovert and I feel like I've been doing a lot of networking online. So it's kind of like, you're not really seeing them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when we go forward with seeing people and stuff, I wonder, you know, back to what you were talking about, how that transition is going to be with even extroverts trying to network, you know, because it's going to be kind of weird at first. So I love that. Um, So with that being said, um, what is your first tip on networking, you know, without the stress? Sure. So, you know, as we mentioned, getting what is your intention for networking? um, I would ask you about what are you actually stressed about? Mm -hmm. Can you get really clear on what stress looks like for you and how you can best prepare? So for example, if you are normally shy, introverted, maybe you have fears of, oh, they won't like me or they'll think I'm weird um, or I'm embarrassed, you know, whatever the stories are, I would encourage you to confront them and, you know, maybe write that down in a journal or um, process that with your partner or a friend and just say, you know, is this really true? Do I have proof? that they will hate me if I send this cold message. Um, So just getting really clear on what are you actually stressed about and fact checking, is this really true? Can Can I show evidence that this limiting belief, that this fear exists? Um, And just being really, you know, having that self-awareness of why am I afraid and what do I wanna do about it? What's, What's the best action I could take even no matter how small? Yeah, um, it just reminded me of a quote that I read recently online. It says, um, I'm not sure who, um, you know, wrote this, um, but it was not me, just to make that clear. It says, fear does not prevent death, it prevents life. Mm. So um, this made me think of like kind of what you're saying is, you know, write down like what they're really afraid of or stressed about. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, um, uncovering that. And I just feel like with the quote, like I said, it just you know, people are so scared, but it's like, you're really preventing your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the things that you're afraid of could be things that you're just making up in your head, or maybe stuff that happened to you in the past. But I mean, 
doesn't mean it's going to happen again and so forth. Um, so obviously I'm speaking in very broad terms, right? Um, but I think that, um, you know, to your point, you know, writing down um, why they're having these feelings and stuff. Uh, and obviously, and I don't know if you're into like manifestation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like this other exercise I always do with my clients. It's like, okay, what are you afraid about? And like building your brand and stuff. And then I, um, you know, tell them like, hey, on the other side of the list, I want them to write, okay, what can you, you know, make those statements into I love statements? Yes. So, so um, I know this is like something similar if I've, I've seen other people do and stuff. Um, but, you know, just if my tip would probably be, you know, to what you're saying exactly, but just a little different is basically, you know, write whatever you're stressed out about and write another list of like, I love and like, you know, focus on the part about, you know, what you really want to happen and stuff, you know, and living in that moment versus focusing on the negative and stuff and kind of just manifesting Mm -hmm. a good networking experience for yourself, you know? Yeah, it's like asking what's the best case scenario, right? After we figured out all of that crap, all of the bad things, Mm -hmm. all the scares, the scaries, um, then what do I want to happen? And Mm -hmm. how can I just write it as if it already happened, right? That scripting of like, oh, I just reached out to this person and she was so nice. I was so surprised. Like just pretend it already happened and just see and feel that within your body and see how your energy has shifted. Yes. I really love that. And I feel like anyone who's listening will definitely take a lot away from that alone. Um, So with that being said, um, you know, I know there's a lot of different things that you probably see online with your clients or offline, but I'm just curious, um, what's the biggest mistake you see your clients make when they're networking? A big mistake is an inauthentic copy paste. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely can work with clients on like, I even have some template examples But the thing is, is that being very clear on does, first of all, does this language even, if I don't even talk like this, it's going to come across really awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, And depending who you're networking with, um, for me, because I'm in the career space, I, you know, I, I know a lot of recruiters as well. And, and also just being on LinkedIn we all, no matter where you are, we all get those copy paste messages and you know how you feel when it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, (laughs) you just delete it, right? So be really cautious if you are copy pasting, like maybe you do see a template that is awesome. Be really specific to your work priority, right? Your values, what your goal is, going back to that intention. Why am I reaching out to them in the first place? What is my why? Um, seeing how you can kind of fit that in. So I feel like a mistake is just when you're blindly copy pasting Mm -hmm. and then you don't even put in their right name or something like that. Like just, it's, it's not important about the numbers. Like, oh, I networked with 50 people today. It's Mm -hmm. not about that. It's about the quality. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I love that so much. I feel like I say that to everything you say, but um, <laughs> I really do. I think that, you know, um, going to your point about inauthentic copy paste, like for me personally, when I was first starting freelancing like four years ago, um, I, you know, came across some guru and they're like, hey, copy paste this. And then you're going to get like so many clients and just, you know, message like 200 people a day, you know? And so I did mm. that not knowing, right? Because I was still new. This was again, like, four years ago and yeah I think like one person replied (laughs) and so I was like oh this is such a waste of time and you know just in this negative mindset and so much and uh you know just thinking about um the time that I could have been doing something else and so then I came across somebody else who was talking about you know authenticity and you know um saying um that you should message people in a way that you know and they're going to care about. And one of the things that I've um, kind of been talking a lot about with my clients is that, hey, we all get spam messages like every mm-hmm. single day. Like you do. I get spam calls, spam um, mail, you know, like physical mail, emails, so much stuff. And so it's like, you know, if you really want to work with someone, you really like go to your point, you know, um, be authentic and, you know, show interest in them and stuff. And, um, you know, the quality is much better than the quantity. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just wanted to share that point. And like, when I reached out to people, because I genuinely wanted to work with them. And I genuinely was like, you know, commenting on their content, or, you know, trying to um, make a connection of like, hey, you know, you're in Vegas, I'm in Vegas, you know, mm-hmm. do you like this spot, you know, I felt like it was much more genuine. And we had something to talk about, um, you know, and uh, I think that a lot of people could use that. It's just like, don't copy paste and um, be yourself, basically. But also, you know, show interest. Um, I, I kind of was talking about this with my, one of my clients this week. It's like, you know how before when we would go to coffee shops and be like, we would see somebody and would be like, oh my gosh, I love your shirt. And yes. it's crazy how like, you know, we don't do that anymore because of COVID and stuff. It's kind of like you have to look for that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, I really like this or I like that. Um, what you shared here or what you wrote about on there or what you said in this video, you know? So, um, I, you know, to your point exactly, um, just don't be like a copy paste. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how you build um, connections and relationships too, rather than, you know, just a network of people, but like, people who are going to be there for you for from day one, you know? Um, so yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Um, alrighty. Well, um, is there anything else you would like to share about how to take the stress out of networking? I feel like this was so good. Um, but I don't want to take any more of your time. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I love this conversation. Um, if anything, I would just have a few more tips like just being selective and doing your homework to see who the right people that like fit in those workplace priorities, right? Browsing people's social media feeds Mm -hmm. to really research their careers and their interests. It's just a great way to come up um, with those talking points, right? Share that common ground, right? Those shared interests. So be selective, do your homework, see if this is someone you even want to connect with. Um, if your if your values align. And then another tip is think about how can you make networking fun? Like this, <laughs> if this is something that you're scared or you have anxiety about, how can you make it into a game? Like I'm going to challenge myself and reach out to just one person every day 
telling them who I am, what I offer, or just commenting like great shirt, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it could be just how can you make it more fun? And you know, that's really up to you. But think about it as like, how can I how can I challenge myself? How can I push myself out of that comfort zone? Um, because going back to that quote, that's a beautiful quote, right? We don't want fear to stop us from living our lives. Um, so get out there, find a common ground, shared interests, provide that great authentic value and insight that you have and just go for it. Yes. I think, you know, to your point, definitely make sure to, um, make it fun. You know, so many times we want to make everything that's related to like business type of stuff or career stuff, like super boring, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're having fun at the end of the day, you know, and you're living your life, then, you know, what more can you want, right? It's just, you know, a matter of you stepping into um, your power and like knowing your worth and just having fun with it. Because, hey, we all like to be around people that are fun, right? <laughs> so yes. um, I think that's a really good tip to leave off of. Um, lastly, you know, I know I'm going to have all your links below, but can you share with the listeners how you can help them and what you offer, um, what you're offering right now? Sure. So um, you can, in terms of links, right, and she's going to have it in the show notes, but um, pagemitchell.coach is my website. And um, my, you know, my, my offer is working one on one um, with clients through my signature eight week program, um, meeting once a week, going over your limiting beliefs, and building a concrete career roadmap. Um, Everyone has a different goal. Everyone has a different dream of where they see their career and their lifestyle. So by working one-on-one, we can get really specific on how you can make that achievable, how you can break that down into tiny bits and pieces so that it's manageable and less overwhelming. And also, um, you know, I post daily on Instagram and Facebook, TikTok, um, videos and content just around burnout, around um, what do you do when you're feeling stuck with your career? Um, so I, I also have a newsletter as well. So there's so many ways to get engaged and have a conversation. I would love to, um, to meet you, to talk to you and just see how, how you're doing. What, what, how can I help? Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much, Paige. Like like she said, all her links are going to be in the description. So definitely make sure to check it out. Um, I really appreciate you sharing this experience. I hope you had fun. With yes, that this was great. Thank you. Said. And so, you know, maybe you'll be on in another episode. So um, yes. I hope you have a great day. And like I said, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Marketing for the Underdog is a weekly podcast where I will discuss social media, personal branding, marketing tips and strategies, mindset, and interesting stories about current events. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. All my links are in the description. Make sure to leave a comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you.